from R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, this is the retirement. When you retire, if you want an exciting life, you need a boring investment strategy. Matters. Listen, I'm not saying you've got to work with a fiduciary, but if you don't, you will pay for it. Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Dale Smothers, and you're listening to the Retirement Matters Podcast. My hope is that you will find the information you need in every single show on how to do one of the three things, either saving more money more efficiently, planning better for your future where you can live in retirement worry-free, or my favorite, how you can live a happy and fulfilled life in this life you have been given. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it listening to this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast. On this episode of the Retirement Matters Show, I talked to you about three different pieces of advice that I came across on a USA Today article that was written by a gentleman who is all over the financial news and the airwaves, and he holds himself out as a financial expert, and in his own right, he is. The problem is, he gets into someone else's lane when he begins to discuss how to invest for retirement. And rather than sticking with his own specialty of not spending more than you make and making sure you stay out of debt, he begins to talk to you about why you should or should not buy mutual funds. He talks about when you should begin investing for retirement, and he tells you what interest rate to expect when you do begin investing for retirement. And I just want to address the three things that I saw, because when I read them, it hit me. It hit me wrong. And this is where we basically take off. We immediately jump into those three pieces of advice. We tell you a little bit about a class that we have coming up, which you've probably heard in the other podcast. This class of BETR, which is where we talk to people that are interested in investing for retirement. They've already saved up money and they're ready to retire. If that's something you're interested in, no matter where you are, we can make sure that you attend the next one, or we could even talk to you in a one-on-one interview style where we're helping you uh, tailor-make your retirement plan. We would love to do that. 270-600-PLAN, as you hear in several of our podcasts. But after we get done talking about all of the housekeeping stuff, we really dive into these three pieces of advice and we talk to you about why it's necessary to know what you are doing for your own individual financial plan and not to just take wide brush advice such as this. So we hope that this information is beneficial for you and that you can take some of it back to your own individual portfolio. Happy Saturday. I hope you're doing well and you're ready to start discussing all things retirement matters. Let's start with, uh, let's see, one, two, three, three pieces of financial advice that are pretty commonplace. uh, And they're actually coming to you from an article that I'm reading, uh, USA Today. It was written by a very, very famous saver and talking about getting out of debt. You've probably heard of this gentleman. And for the sake of uh, scrutiny and, I guess, compliance, (laughs) I will not name the guy's name, but you're very familiar with his work. Uh, Three very solid recommendations, and we'll just go down the line. Number one, you should always choose mutual funds over ETFs or stocks. This is a piece of advice that this gentleman gives. Uh, He is very, very adamant about making sure you are choosing mutual funds over the ETF or the stock, and he gives that advice straight out of the gate. He also talks about making sure that you are paying off all of your non-mortgage debt 
before you begin to invest in retirement. Pay off all non-mortgage debt before investing for retirement. And then he talks about a 12% average rate of return. Number three, make sure you earn 12% average rate of return once you start making your investments in retirement. 12% average rate of return, that's what he's giving you as a benchmark. So number one, you should uh, choose mutual funds over ETFs or stocks. Number two, you should pay off your non-mortgage debt before you begin investing for retirement. And number three, you should earn 12% average rate of return in your investments that you are investing for retirement. On today's show, I want to tell you why all three of those pieces of advice are missing the mark a great deal. And we're going to discuss what you should be doing in your retirement plan. But before we get started, let's talk a little bit about our firm and what we do. Our Smothers Wealth Management, we help you retire better. We are here to help you retire without worrying about the stock market. There are a lot of fallacies, a lot of misconceptions, a lot of things that are out there about the stock market and how to invest that are not accurate at all. And what we do is we help you on this show debunk a lot of those things. We pull back the curtain sometimes on the industry and tell you why certain things are recommended or why certain things are said the way that they are said in our industry. As a financial advisor who is completely independent, our firm specializes in retirement and retirement income planning, making sure that you can have a retirement you've always imagined, making sure you don't have to worry about the stock market taking your hard-earned money in retirement. We help you do that. And if that is something you would like for us to help you do, 270-600-PLAN is how to get started. We also help you invest money without worrying about losing the principal. We have talked to a lot of people here recently about uh, money like CD money that they have invested in, and they want to know what the safe rate of return is. We can help you exponentially increase the amount of return that you're getting, especially if you're comparing that to a CD-type return. Uh, CDs right now are paying very, very little. And one of the main reasons people settle for CD-type returns is because they are afraid of losing their principal. We can show you how to participate in the stock market with options on insurance platforms uh, in the style of fixed index annuities without having to worry about losing your principal. It's a very powerful way to grow money. Another thing is a fixed type of account where you are essentially giving the insurance company the money as opposed to the banks, and we're sometimes able to 3 or 4x your CD returns. That is a powerful place to put some money. Investments do not have to be risky for you to make money. We can show you how. 270-600-PLAN. Also, next weekend, the 30th of July, we have an event, BETR, Bacon, Eggs, Toast, and Retirement. We're going to feed you. We're going to talk to you about how to retire better, how to invest in markets like these, how to make sure you're not spending your hard-earned money on things you don't need to be spending it on in healthcare, for instance, Medicare planning, making sure you're doing that effectively, making sure you're not paying too much in taxes. All of this will be covered in that event and you're going to really enjoy it. If you've not registered, you need to if you're close to retirement. If you're a long ways from retirement, this event's probably not built for you. So we're really wanting to talk to people who have money in the market right now, and they're looking for more efficient ways to do what they're already trying to accomplish. 270-600-PLAN. Register for our event, and you will not leave disappointed. All right, let's talk about these three terrible, terrible pieces of advice. And I say terrible 
you know, I'd say uh, maybe two of them are terrible. One of them is just not wise. And that one that is not wise is the first one. You should always choose mutual funds over ETFs. Again, this this advice comes to you from a very powerful talking head on the radio. Uh, this gentleman has created a dynasty around his idea of getting out of debt and making sure you're not spending more money than you are making, which is very, very, very wise advice. Very wise advice. The problem is sometimes he gets out of his lane and he begins to talk about retirement planning. And retirement planning and budgeting are two totally different things. Two totally different things. Now, granted, if you are out of debt, you do have the ability to live like no one else. I agree with a lot of those statements. But at the same time, getting out of debt and staying out of debt is not always the smartest move financially. There is a difference between good debt and bad debt. And if you're not familiar with that, Albert Einstein says that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Those who understand it will earn it. Those who do not will pay it. We don't want you to be on the side of paying compound interest. But by using debt, you actually can earn compound interest We can show you how. Again, 270-600-PLAN. For the scope of today's discussion, I want to hone in on these three pieces of advice. Number one, you should always choose mutual funds over ETFs or stocks. Number two, you should pay off all non-mortgage debt before investing for retirement. And number three, you can earn 12% rate of return in the market. These things can create some serious problems for investors if they go strictly by those things in building their retirement plan. So let's talk about number one. You should always choose mutual funds over ETFs or stocks. This one pertains to everybody. This one pertains to everybody. And he's really painting with a wide brush here. Uh, This gentleman is telling you that mutual funds are the best way to go. And there's this common misconception that mutual funds are the safer way to invest. And that's not at all accurate. Mutual funds lose money just like every other type of investment. Will they lose as much as stocks, let's say? Well, of course they can. Uh, You could take a high-growth, high-risk mutual fund and compare it to a Procter & Gamble-type stock that is just pretty much a steady-eddy growth-type investment. And you're going to look at two totally different types of investments, comparing apples and oranges. So to say that mutual funds are safer than stocks is a, a, a an unwise statement. Let's say it that way. It's an unwise statement. At best, it is uh, something that he's just not familiar with. At worst, it could be malpractice. To say that mutual funds are always where you want to be, that's a terrible idea. There are a lot of problems with this. Let's hone in on a couple. First of all, I think you need to understand what a mutual fund is in comparison to, say, an ETF or a stock. So let's talk about stocks for a second. Stocks are ownership in a company. When you own a stock, you own a piece of a company. You aren't lending a company any money. You're literally buying a piece of that company. When you buy a piece of the company, you own what we would call a stock. Now, when you own a mutual fund, you own another piece of a different company, except it's a mutual fund company. And the business of that mutual fund company is buying and selling stocks. So you're essentially owning a piece of a company. And the business that that company does is owns assets like stocks, bonds, or real estate, okay, or maybe commodities. So let's let's boil this down again. A stock is when you own a piece of a company, a piece of a company like let's say Amazon. 
Amazon has a lot of different things that it does. It, it delivers groceries. It delivers packages. It it helps uh, sellers and buyers connect. It is a web hosting service, right? AWS. These types of activities that Amazon does, if you are an investor in Amazon and you own a piece of the company, you want to profit from the activities of Amazon. Now, conversely, if you are a mutual fund holder, a lot of mutual funds own Amazon. So, indirectly, you are owning Amazon, but you're not owning any type of direct stock in Amazon. You are owning a piece of the company which owns Amazon. So, mutual funds tend to be more, quote-unquote, diversified, which is a fancy word of saying you own a lot of different stocks as opposed to one. Owning a share of a mutual fund and owning a stock of a company are totally different. There is a little bit more risk, let's say, inherently in owning the stock directly as opposed to owning the share of the mutual fund, because while you may own one share of Amazon for $110 or whatever it is at the present time, you could own uh, shares of 50 different companies like Amazon by putting that same $100 into a mutual fund. The mutual fund company, though, has expenses. Expenses that you would not have if you were directly invested in the company. So, saying that you should always own a mutual fund is a fallacy. It's a bad piece of advice. Mutual funds, unfortunately, carry excessive fees, which we just talked about. There are fees that aren't necessary. And and the reality is, by using their, their sister type of company, an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, the ETF eliminates a lot of those fees. Why? Because rather than being managed by humans, a lot of our ETFs are managed by computers. Managed by computers and meant to track certain types of indexes. For the sake of time, and because we're on the radio, I won't even get into the weeds on that. But I'm telling you, a lot of times looking at an ETF that has the same objective as the mutual fund company may be a wise decision. One of the things that this gentleman on the radio says a lot of times is don't own ETFs because they can be traded throughout the middle of the day. Well, that's true. They do trade like stocks each and every day. You can sell them anytime you want to. And that may be a good thing for some people. The reason he says it's a bad thing is because we have a habit of selling. He's talking about a behavioral finance tactic that if you can manage properly, just like paying off all your debt, if you can manage it properly, it can actually benefit you in the long run. So do not take that piece of advice that says don't buy ETFs or stocks, only buy mutual funds. That's bad advice. Number two, you should pay off all non-mortgage debt before investing for retirement. Number one, which we just got done discussing about never selecting anything other than mutual funds, that can impact everyone, even those who are in retirement. I don't think that that's a wise decision, but it is advice that can be broad-scale spectrum across the board. This one really hones in on those who are just starting with investing in retirement. 
Number two, it says you should pay off all non-mortgage debt before investing for retirement. In other words, get rid of your debt before you put a dime towards retirement. He also talks about having $1,000 in a a safe investment or a safe cash position that would be considered an emergency fund. All of those things are good pieces of advice, except for the fact of saying that you are going to miss out on something called an employer match. So here's what I want you to think about. If you're just starting out or you are on this debt snowball idea of paying off all of the debt, I've got to feverishly throw all of my money to debt before I can invest in retirement. I'm going to tell you why that's a bad idea. Number one, let me make this statement. How many times have you seen a banker give you a loan to retire on? How many times have you seen a banker give a loan out to someone so they can go and retire? Zero. Zero times will that happen. But bankers give loans for other assets all the time. And while we can debate whether or not they're a true asset or a liability, automobiles are something that we've always seen loans given out for. So I would rather you make sure you are saving for your retirement as opposed to worrying about paying off an automobile. If it's between the two, I want you to be putting money back for retirement. Now, that is very, very specific to a situation you're in. What I mean by that is it depends on what kind of interest rate you've got on the automobile. Perhaps you need to go get a different automobile. You don't need an $80,000 automobile if you can't even afford to put into retirement. But I'm telling you, between the two choices of making sure you're putting all your money towards debt or starting your retirement account, start your retirement account, especially if you have something called employer matches. Employer matching is when someone will literally double your money up to a certain percentage of the income that you make for free. A 3% match, for instance, which is a common match in the workplace, should always be taken advantage of. If you are not putting inside of your employer-sponsored 401k, 403b, IRA, whatever it is that they are sponsoring for you at work, if you're not putting in at least the match because you're worried about paying off your debt, you're doing it wrong. You've got to at least get to the match of your retirement plan. Number three, the 12% annual return rule. Now, this gentleman who is telling us about this 12% annual return is not just making up this 12%. He's actually quoting the annual return of the S&P 500 from 1928 to 2020. The problem is that averages lie. And when you are telling a retiree or someone who's close to retirement who listens to you that they need to be earning a 12% average rate of return early on in retirement, yeah, of course, that's okay. Early in the retirement journey, I should say. But if you're talking to someone who's 55 years old and you're telling them they need to be earning 12% rate of return, or they're 65 years old and they're needing 12% rate of return, can you imagine what that's going to look like in the time that a market downturn takes place like we're in right now? I am so disgusted by this piece of advice. 12% average rate of return is what the S&P 500 can do, but the average downturn in the S&P 500 when it is actually on the way down is over 20%. Averages lie. 
If you take the average rate of return from 1928 to 2020, of course you come close to 12%. It's about 11.64% is what it actually is. But there were a lot of downturns in those periods of time. There were also a lot of exponential booms that we may not see for a very long time. So if you're looking at this advice and thinking, this is the man that I need to be following, and you're hearing this type of advice, 12% rate of return is a very dangerous rate of return to be seeking. A very dangerous rate of return, especially as you get closer to retirement. So how should we be investing for retirement, Dale? Well, here's the catch. At some point in time, close to retirement, and I like to say within five years from retirement, you have got to stop worrying about the average rate of return, and you have to be generating income from that portfolio. It's no more about the rate of return on your principal, it's the return of your principal, and making sure that your principal is secured, making sure that your principal is generating you income. We talk about paychecks and playchecks. You have been working all of this time to get to this point. And now we have to make sure that your paychecks continue being deposited into your account each and every month. If you can't do that, you will live what we call a what-if retirement. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and RD Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated entities. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. R.D. Smothers is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by R.D. Smothers Wealth Management.